I'm just encouraging you guys that it is time and God's about to shift us into something. He has a deep desire to move us into brand new, fresh things in this next year. Do you believe that? I want you to really uh, just step into a, the faith realm with me today because I, I truly believe that um, the Holy Spirit is speaking an our word for us. And I want to be right in the middle of it. And, and as, he's, as he continues to confirm things, he confirmed even, even a property through three different voices. He can, he's confirming uh, the abundance through two different, two different prophets. I'm telling you, you don't make this stuff up. I don't just haphazardly. And Charlie knows me, but he, hasn't, you know, he doesn't know what we're doing. He didn't have inside information. I'm telling you, we're sitting in a spot where the Holy Spirit is about to pour out things that we've not seen before because we're just in that place. How many know about the sweet spot? God wants us in a sweet spot. And, and I truly believe we need to discern the times that we're in. We need to discern the things that we're doing. And we need to be wise in how we step into the next season. Amen? Because God is looking for us. His desire is that we live in a place with Him that is unprecedented than every, anything we've ever seen before. Uh, do you believe me? Yeah. Come on. I want you to be in a place of real faith tonight, and we're going to grab hold of something. John 17, 24, I'm going to start with this, and this is just, I couldn't shake this because of I was in school all weekend, and this kept coming at me again and again, and it's one of my... Favorite scriptures out of John 17, 24. It says, Father, I desire that those whom you gave me may be with me where I am, and that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you love me before the foundations of the world. That's a powerful scripture. I, I, I can't tell you the, the immense uh, importance of that scripture for your life. That the Lord Jesus desires that we are with him where he is. That means that he's calling for a people to live in the place, in the heavenly places with him and intercede and believe that he's going to break forth in the earth in such glory, like he says, that you may behold my glory, that we'll be witnesses of what he's doing in this hour, and that we, nothing will be held back from any one of us. I mean, we, some of us, you know, God is calling people into specific areas, and I'm telling you, it doesn't matter the... Uh, the, the realm, the sphere, what your profession is, God is going to use you where you are. I'm telling you, just be ready for God to use you and begin to behold him in a new way because there is something he is so desiring, his desire. God has a deep, deep desire for us this week. It's this week, going into 2022, I believe that he wants us to step in and step over into the threshold of new things. And I, I, it's not about hype going into the new year. I have such anticipation about what 2022 is going to look like and how the Lord's going to do it. Because I can't, in my own strength, you in your own strength cannot do anything that the Lord is about to do in your life. Because he's the one that's going to orchestrate it. And so just go to Mark chapter 2. As a matter of fact, I just 
felt like the Lord was speaking to me in this way because there is a new wineskin that the Lord is, is preparing, and it may sound cliche for, uh, for a New Year's you know, message. And, and I, as I look at what the Lord, see, the Lord's desire was the same where, where I, and this is not going to be, listen, I've never, I don't think I've ever preached a Christmas message ever, so just throw it out, you know, it's just not happening, because I feel like every day is Christmas, like if we're just believing the Lord Jesus, but this very scripture I just read out of John 17 is basically what we, what we believe for, ready, Jesus came to the earth, why, so that you could be with him. So that you could really be in complete uh, koinonia and, and such fellowship with the Lord Jesus that he would bring you into the, 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 the very desires of his own heart. That he would see you uh, just increase and that you would be with him where he is. Amen? And you already are positionally, but he's trying to pull us up to a new place in himself. Ready? Mark chapter 2, verse 18. And I'm going to hit this from all different sides, so get ready. It's going to look like a car wreck, and I'll bring it in to, to, at the end to look good, okay? But I'm telling you, there's so many things converging in this one scripture that I couldn't just leave it with one, with one point. So Mark chapter 2 and verse 18, when you're there, say word. Okay, you're there. Mark chapter 2 and verse 18, the disciples of John and the Pharisees. We're fasting. And they came. Come on. They came and said to him, Why do the disciples of John and the Pharisees fast? But your disciples do not fast. And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. Verse 20, But the days are coming when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast those days, in those days. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, or else the new piece pulls away from the old, and the, and the tear made is made worse, excuse me. But, and, and no one puts a new wineskin into old wineskins, or else, or, or else the new wine bursts, the wineskin. The wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But the new wine must be put in new wineskins. And I just want to stop and just talk about friends of the bridegroom before I even touch, before I even touch the new wineskin. Because we are called to be a John the Baptist generation, a prophetic generation preparing the way for the Lord. But I just want you to look at that one, room, one uh, statement called Friends of the Bridegroom. And, and some of your Bibles may already translate it, or they'll have a side note. And say, but the real translation is Sons of the Bridal Chamber, or Sons of the Bride Chamber. And I said, Lord, what in the world does that actually mean? And so you have to go back, you have to go back into context of what it would look like in Eastern times, ancient times, where what would happen is there would be those friends of the bridegroom that would get everything ready. <laughs> I'm telling you, God is going to do something. It's about preparing for a wedding. And, and if we look at anything that we're coming into into the next season, I believe that God is preparing us to be those that are ready as God is preparing to pour out His Spirit 
on the bride and the preparing for the coming of the Lord Jesus. And really, in 2022, get ready because we're going to start preaching about the coming of the Lord. Because I really feel like it's a lost message. You know, IHOP does a lot of that. But I feel like the Holy Spirit has really prompted me and challenged me to begin to speak and to dig in on what that looks like. Why do we not preach the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? That's the hope that we have. And so the Lord is, is really prompting me in that way. But the preparation for the wedding, we need to be prepared and preparing for anything for the bride and the bridegroom. Hold on. You are the bride. But here's this thing that I felt like the Lord was speaking. We need to defend, and we need to uh, prepare, and we also need to uh, get ourselves ready for any false accusation against the bride. Because that's what the bridegroom party did. Made sure that the, 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 the bride had a clean, uh, clean back, you know, life. Made sure that there was purity all over the bride. And, and so the Lord is really, I feel like the Lord is speaking this because we need to separate the holy from the profane and we need to make sure that we're protecting the purity of the bride. Why do I say that? Why do I say that? Because there, are su there is such a disdain within the church and outside of the church for the church. Are you hearing me? And you may say, well, I don't think that way. Well, somewhere inside we've been taught, you know, listen, how many have ever been hurt in a church? Yeah, raise your hands. We'll just, you know, anyone by a leadership? Never. Hopefully not by this leadership. <laughs> but but I, I realize this, that there's a lot of wounding in the body, right? And and then we want to make excuses for what, what the, what the, what, whatever things might look like that are not, like, we don't see. Listen, I believe this. The Lord is trying to put together his bride, not like Bride Frankenstein. No, all patched up, no place to go. Come on, he's trying to, he's trying to bring forth. The Bible says that he's bringing forth a pure and spotless bride. And so why do I say? I say that we have to be those that are really, like, I don't want, out of this place, can we just talk about this place? I'll talk to people online. There's probably about 100 that show up and, and, and watch online, 100 to 200 every week. But there's a reality that I want to I be a people that are always encouraging the bride. Let's not judge. Come on, somebody. I don't want to make a judgment. I, we are to discern and we test the spirits, but I do want to be in a place where I regard the bride as holy. Come on. I really feel like this is something that the Lord is really after. And this is going to be something that heals the body. And so whatever it looks like, however the Lord's expression is in this hour, it doesn't matter because we are Pentecostals or Charismatics. We don't have it over the XYZ. I won't even, right? Do you understand? Because we have the fullness of the Spirit. We think ourselves higher. Oh, come on. It's all His... <laughs> It's all his bride. We're all going to be together. <laughs> Are you hearing me? This is important. I feel this is important to the Lord. I feel like the Lord is, like, I, I know that we're filled with the Spirit, and I know that we, we have the Holy Spirit, and I know that God is using, 
using us to do signs and wonders, and I know that the Lord is doing a lot of things, but I truly believe this, that the Lord is trying to get the church's perspective towards one another fixed and set. And so even, you know, I feel like he's readying the bride for marriage. And so I believe that we can be a part of the bride because it says that the bridegroom, until the bridegroom's taken away, which he's already been taken, remember, Acts 1-9 says what? Jesus was standing there and the elevator came and he ascended. How many want to ascend with Jesus? I want to be in the high places with Jesus. And so God is calling us to be in this place. Are you all right? Everyone's okay? All right. I'm just checking. There's, I'm telling you, God is trying to clean us up and get us ready for this next hour. He's trying to pull us into a place where we're positioned, we're pure, our hearts are pure towards anyone, towards anyone, towards anyone of any other particular zebra stripe. Because <laughs> it's all the same horse. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. And I don't want to make excuses about what the church is going to look like because the church actually in the book of Acts looks powerful, increasing, and persecuted. Okay? Even in the midst of persecution, it's receiving an empowerment to move in strength and to move with courage and boldness. And so it, it won't be defied by the outside circumstances. Like we live in this age right now, and we live in the most amazing times. You should be encouraged by the times we're living in. Like global pandemics should be, make you excited. No, I'm serious. I'm being completely serious. Because... We think, oh, we got all these criticisms and angry about all the stuff going on. Just be the church. Just be the bride. Just be full of glory. If I am where he is, if I am where he desires that I be, if I am next to him and filled with all of what he has and the love of the Father is on my life like it already is, but I don't, we don't come into this realization I'm telling you the Holy Spirit is looking for us to step into that place. So we are sons of the bridal chamber, and we need to be careful on what we perceive the church to look like. And just because it didn't work in the last days doesn't mean it's not going to work in the last days. <laughs> All right? All right. Second Corinthians, I'm just going to hit a couple things that Paul said because he says, I'm jealous for you with a Godly jealousy. Second Corinthians eleven two says, "For I have betrothed you as one to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin of Christ." His desire was that the church would be pure. This was before Catholicism. This was before any denomination showed up. We had Paul with the churches and the very bare bones of what was the beginning of an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and an outflow of what God was doing in the earth because he was taking over the earth just like he's always been trying to take over. John 3, in verse 29, this is John, obviously. He says, he... Who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the bride 
But the friend of the bridegroom who, sta- who stands and hears him greatly rejoices, rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. And, he, and I talked about this scripture a few weeks ago. But the reality is, here's John, and he's saying, John the Baptist is saying this. He's saying, what he's saying, what I'm saying to you is that the bridegroom rejoices in what the Lord is saying in this hour. What the bride is prepared for is the voice of the bridegroom. Mm, you'll get it at the end. When it says, stand and hear him, who stands and hears him, your friend of the bridegroom, you stand and hear him and you greatly rejoice because of what? His voice. Why? Because you understand and because you believe and because he responds. You understand, you believe, and he responds. And listen, there's going to be something that the Lord is, is, is going to ask us to do occasionally. And that is the four-letter word we hate. Fast. And I just felt like, you know, get ready for 2022 because it's going to be a fasting year. I, I just believe it. I know it because I, after the holidays, I'm like, <laughs> I, got a mu- I need a muzzle. <laughs> Remind me of that later. <laughs> But the reality is I really, really feel like the Lord is saying seasons of fasting, it could be extended fasting, and I'm not going to put you all under bondage. Just follow me as I follow the Lord, okay? That's all I'm going to say. There will be corporate fasts, and I think it's healthy, and I think it's good, and I think it's biblical. But I want to just talk about fasting for a minute because fasting is going to open things up. I'm talking about 2022. What do you want to see in your life? Really, do you want to go through another year? And I think we, I personally think I, we've seen the Lord accomplish much. And I'm barely where I feel like he's saying, come on, come a little deeper, come a little higher. Listen, it is his deep desire that we come into this communion. And all I've been hearing from the Lord as of lately is wait. Wait on me, waiting, actively waiting. I'm, that doesn't mean waiting for a bus. It means waiting on the Lord. How do you do that? You do that by fasting and prayer. That means you do it by setting yourself apart. That means you don't, you're not doing a whole lot. You're setting yourself in a position where he can come and speak. And I know when I say fasting, people think of religious stuff, but I'm telling you, it is so much greater than that. It is so much, it's the longing of your heart. Because you desire him more, and you desire to his, his desire that you just will give up everything and anything that you'll really connect with him in, in, in a powerful way. And so some of us like our flesh. <laughs> Come on, that was a joke. You all are way too serious. We do. We like our flesh. We like, we like to be comfortable. We do. Come on. Nod. We do. We like to be comfortable. And, man, it's a rough crowd today. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Fasted lifestyle prepares our hearts and pulls on the future kingdom realities. Can I say that to you today? Fasting will pull us into future kingdom realities. It will pull us into the place where God is desiring for us. It will pull the kingdom realities out of the future and pull them to us. Are you good? 
Are you understanding that? That means that things that were, you know, 2030, we could pull to 2020. I don't know about you, but I want that. I want to see that. I'm, I'm desiring that. I don't want to, you know, I want to accelerate God's process in my life, and I want to bring that to, to full maturity, right? He wants to accelerate your destiny. He wants to accelerate your purpose. Do you believe that? Biblical New Testament fasting. I'm saying New Testament fasting. I say that because certain people think New Testament it, fasting isn't needed anymore. And I say, where did that even come from? You're going to have to prove that to me. But I'm telling you, there is a certain stream that thinks it's not necessary. It's works. And I'm just going to say this. If it's in my Bible, if it's in my New Testament, then I'm doing it in 2020. 22. Yeah, yeah. Straighten me out. I'm going back in time. Where is it? Oh, boy. So biblical New Testament fasting aligns you to hear and see with clarity. It will settle you in your meditation and your contemplative waiting. Why do I say that? I, because I think when you remove all the things distractions and we've talked about media and all the things that can distract us listen when the bible says uh i'll, I'll read some scriptures after but <laughs> when he speaks of fasting the word interpreted fasting means food it doesn't mean anything else it means food but the food is what sustains us so i i just because we make all kinds of weird, you know, I'm going to do this, that, or the other thing, the fasting. I'm telling you, God is looking for us to be empty in our stomachs and in our bodies. He prepares your soul and your spirit for the elasticity and the expansion of your inner life so that you can walk in what is new. You're hearing me. The reality is it gets you ready and it will expand you. Why? Because you're so irritated on the inside. <laughs> Come on. No, it's just after day two. Day two. Day one is okay. Day two, not good. Day three, I'm over the hump, and I'm okay until I start, you know, tasting water all the time, and then I really get sick of tasting water for long, long periods of time. But I'm telling you, God is trying to get us bigger on the inside. And we've been talking about this, and this keeps coming up. The expansion, the elasticity. Remember, the, the covenant. listen, the covenants with God are as big or as small as you think they are. When God begins to speak to you, he is calling you to a bigger thing than you can think or imagine. And so fasting makes room prayer, waiting, I'm not just saying fasting, as we, when I say fasting, I'm going to say this longing inside makes the desire to find the Lord and to step into what he's calling me to, so of utmost paramount, uh, I, I want that only, I desire that, I want that, and when I long for those things, he begins to get me ready for what he's pulling on the inside. He wants to pull something on the inside of you into a bigger space so he can put what he wants in there. Because I can tell you this, that God does nothing little. When he, when he pours out his spirit, he pours out much. When he gives you abundance, he gives you much. 
When he pulls you into a realm that you don't understand, he gives you more than you can ask, think, or imagine of so that he, you can walk in it and you get overwhelmed by it in such a way that he, you want more of it. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like when God begins to and just totally mess me up and he begins to invade my life when I'm in service or in prayer, like, you know, we could be in a prayer meeting on Tuesday. I can be at home. God can do something like things he did last week. I'm like, God, what happened? I want more of that. So whatever I was doing, I want to align myself with that. Right? Why ever you're waking me up at that time, wake me up again. And when you do it again, that's fasting sleep. There's all kinds of ways we can fast. I believe that. But God is saying, what do you desire most? What is the longing in your heart? And I feel like for 2022, all of us need to prepare ourselves for what the longing of God's heart is for you. What's the longing of God's heart for you in this time and in this season? Because he wants to, right? He wants to, he doesn't want to just put a little patch on the garment and say, move along. No, because what happens is that tears away and makes it a mess. Right? It says, the Bible says, it's a parable to say that the little thing that you're trying to patch the hole with is going to mess the rest of it up. So just get a new garment. Oh, I'm telling you, God is looking for us to re receive a new garment. That means we are clothed with Christ. We are clothed with a new mantle, with a new refreshing, like God is beginning to speak in such a way that he's clothing you with something brand new. Things that are old, that you've been walking around with, he's saying, tear it off, get rid of it. But you have to be in a position with the Lord to receive these things. Amen? I mean, there's a desire of the Lord. He's, he wants to cultivate, ready, he wants to cultivate humility and puts death to religious self-righteousness. That's what fasting does. Hello. Oh, I got real quiet on that one. It was like, ding. Humility, 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 humility. God wants us to be humble so that he can exalt us. <laughs> if I've got nothing, if I've got no motives, if I've got no, nothing in my heart that's m motivating me other than my desire to please him, then I am in a position to go higher and deeper with God. Like humility, God is he's trying to, Cut it away. And what happens is, that's what happens. When you begin to fast, it begins to dig at that stuff. It's like the roto-rooter of God, like we needed a little earlier. The roto-rooter of God comes in and begins to... It's like, have you ever furrowed a, a garden? Like, if you think of that, the plow that just, you know, the old plow shears, right? They, they, they just go through and they kick the soil over and gets the rocks out. Listen, when you, when you allow the, the plowing of the Lord through prayer and fasting and seeking him and desiring him and longing for him, he begins to push the rocks out of the way. He just begins to get the stuff out of the way. And one of those things is pride. Because we don't want to do certain things. We don't want to jump. We don't want to shout. We don't want to do, do certain things. We don't want to step out and do things because pride's in the way. Mainly, come on. 
So we got to put to death religious self-righteousness. Pride will snuff out inner revival. I just, I just need to touch this because it's, I feel like it's super important because I am so psyched and I get pumped about what God's doing and then I get almost, I almost get like satisfied for a minute. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Like when God all of a sudden moves, you get super like, oh, that's so good. We're living in this amazing time. And then I kind of just take my foot off the gas for a second. But I feel like by the Spirit, God is saying, put, take your foot off the brake and hit the gas. Don't hold back. And there's seasons when we do have to sit and discern what God's doing. But let the Lord just come in. And, and, and I'm telling you, I don't want to snuff out what God's doing on the inside. What does that mean? That means we let our guard down. We get critical. Or, or anything we do, something could stop where God's wanting to move you to in a new way. Are you hearing me? Because it's so important that we keep our eyes fixed on the prize. That's him. There's no other prize. He's the only prize. And, and he's our inheritance. And the, the bridegroom and the friends of the bridegroom get to what? We get to hear his voice. Because I'm a friend of the bridegroom. I want to hear his voice. I want to hear what he's declaring. And when I hear what he's declaring, I know where to go. And when I hear what he's declaring, I know where, how to posture my heart. I know what to do. I know what to do in season and out of season. I know when God's not moving, and I'm not, I'm not going to sit here. It's like Wigglesworth used to say, right? He used to say, if God's not moving, I will move the Holy Spirit. Because <laughs> he's got the Holy Spirit inside of him. Like, if God's not moving, I will move. Like, he will just probably how he raised dead people probably didn't feel a thing just throw them up against the wall life i'm telling you there has to be this place where the new thing god wants to do is way more important than what's happening right now because i'm going from glory to glory to glory i don't want to sit and stay and wait i mean at certain times listen Uh, I just, I'm just encouraging you, don't be satisfied. I mean, God, I, I feel like this contentment and godliness, right? That means your life is, you know, you're living in Jesus, and you're living a life in Jesus, but God is saying, listen, you're going higher, you're going deeper, and you're going to step, you're going to latch onto me and hold on for the ride, because get ready, because I'm going higher and deeper and wider than you ever thought. And so you, you must allow through fasting and prayer, I'm, I'm telling you, it's through fasting and prayer. I didn't do enough fasting last year. I'm not condemning myself, but I feel like there could have been a couple more fasts. You know, three days. Three days water. Come on. Forty days. <laughs> oh, I see people getting. I looked over there. I won't look over there. <laughs> I saw eyes just go, whoa, 40 days. If we go on a 40-day fast, that does, I would never say everyone's going on a 40-day fast. But you can go with me. And you can do three days, do four days, do a week, do 10 days, do 21 days of Daniel. There's a thousand different ways to fast food. Hello. Everyone's looking at me wide-eyed and bushy-tailed now. Everyone who's sleeping is awake. No, no one was sleeping. I'm only kidding. Come on. 
I'm just saying that new garments, I'm ready for the new garment. I'm ready for a new mantle. I'm ready for the new. And what is that? Christ has already given. You're clothed with him. Right? You've got the clothes. You but he wants to clothe us with a brand new thing. And I'm telling you, Zechariah chapter 3 depicts this clearly by the Spirit. And you know the scripture if you just go there with me, though. Chapter 3 and verse 4 says, He answered and spoke to those who stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. This is what I believe the Lord's about to do. Take away the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, See, I have removed your iniquity from you, and I will clothe you with rich robes. This is basically what happens at salvation, right? This is basically what, it, what happens. You, you take off the old and step into the new. But I believe that we go through seasons. This is what I truly believe. I believe that the Lord brings us, and you get, you get, you get a garment change. Come on. There's a wardrobe change. And God wants to move you in a new mantle. You know, he wants to put a coat of favor on you. He wants to do things in your life, but he just wants you to be prepared for that place, right? Because Joseph, when he, when he finally received the, the, the garment from his father, man, it didn't go well. And he said all the wrong things. Come on, get ended up in a pit and a prison and all the way. He got to the palace, but it was a long way. And so there's, I just want you to see this because it says, and I said to him, let him be, let him, let them put a clean turban on his head. And so they put a clean turban on his head and they put clothes on him. And the angel of the Lord stood by the coming branch. And the angel of the Lord admonished Joshua saying, thus saith the Lord of hosts, if you walk in my ways, this is the Lord speaking to him. If you walk in my ways and if you keep my commands, then you shall also judge my house. And likewise, have charge of my courts, and I will give you places to walk among these standing here. That means in angelic places, he gets to walk in heavenly places. How many want to walk in realms with angels? How many want to walk in realms like you've not understood or seen before? And I'm not talking about that to get weird, because I believe that the Lord has for us to the... Uh, to the uh, To the value that we feel, everyone in this room, ready? To the value that you feel that the Lord is wanting to pull you into this place will be the, the degree in which you give yourself to the longing. Like, it, it, there's a longing in our hearts, but what are we actually going to give ourselves to? Because I, I can have in my, my heart expectation, I can have anticipation, but if, and if I don't respond to the longing that's in my heart, that means physically I respond. I put myself, I position myself. Listen, I don't care how many times you've sat before the Lord and fallen asleep. It doesn't matter. Oh, come on. I'm talking to someone. Because, because I did it this afternoon. Gone like that. Whoa. Listening to nice music, you know. I just want to hear from the Lord. It's okay. But he has to, ready? I guarantee you when you're starving and there's no food in your body, you don't want to sleep. I know from experience. My body doesn't want to go to bed. I get tired and weary, but I can't sleep like long amounts of time because I don't need to. Because you know why? Because food makes you tired. Oh, I'm telling you all about bread. I can talk about bread. Bread will mess you up. Sugar will put you to bed. It'll all put you to bed. 
Ah, I wasn't getting into that. I wasn't talking. Stop, stop. <laughs> anyway, that's a rabbit trail. Pfft, shoot it. New wineskins, because he, he's always wanting us to step into that new wineskin, right? Because he wants to expand us so he can put in new wine. I don't want the old wine. I want the new wine. I'm going to honor the old wine. I'm going to honor the old garments. I'm going to honor the old wineskin. I'm going to honor it. This is what I'm talking about. Be careful how we talk about the past. Be careful how we talk about the others. Be careful how we talk about anyone else other than, right? We just need to be careful. I'm telling you, it's, it's important to the Lord. I really feel like the Lord charged me on that. Be careful how you speak about the, your neighbor. In the Lord, right? I know there's wickedness going on in the earth. And even still, even still, even still, I need to come up with love. I need to come up with love because that's going to let the fruit of the Spirit flow from my life. The fruit of the Holy Ghost, right? So the new, it's, the new will always bust up the old because it's unable to contain it, right? So we need a new wineskin. You need a new place. You need a new container. Oh, you need a new jug. Come on. You need to ask the Lord, God, what does that look like for me? And what is it looking like going into 2022? How, does, how do I expand the wineskin so I can receive more of you? I really, I really believe this. I really believe that the Lord is going to pour out his spirit in such a dramatic fashion that we have not witnessed it. And I want to be right in the center of it, right? I don't want to hear about it here, there, and everywhere. I want it here as well. And I'll go here, there, and everywhere to get it. D believe me. But usually when I show up there, it's like, oh, this is good. But what we cultivate together, there's something different. I'm telling you. I'm telling you when you, when you come into something together and, and corporately and and there's, there's something that the Lord pull, pulls you into, and you begin to desire in that way, God begins to open things up. Listen, what, ready? I'm going to hit you on fasting in a couple of scriptures, okay? Fasting in, in the book of Acts. I'll just touch the book of Acts, all right? Because there's some pretty potent things that the Lord is saying. And what am I saying? It's going to be a year of fasting. Amen. Not for striving, so that we see the Lord do amazing things. And I'm believing, listen, we want to see radical miracles? Like, how much do you long for radical miracles? Like, how much do you long for a mighty move of God? Like, how much do I long for it? What will you, what will you, and again, it's not about costing you anything, but I'm telling you, the Pentecost was never without cost. They waited. They waited. Ten days. I mean, it was probably not nice up there after 10 days. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're not thinking about body odor and stuff. I'm telling you. You want no shower in the back. Okay. Acts chapter 10, Cornelius, remember this. Listen, it was, I, I was rehearsing this uh, this week, and I was like, what? It was Cornelius that was fasting. It says that Peter was hungry on the roof. But Cornelius was fasting. The Gentile was fasting. Before there was the connection, right? Before Peter said, oh, they can get the Holy Ghost too. Like, wait a second. 
Cornelius was known for his prayer and devotion to the Lord and his giving. There we go again. But he was like, he didn't lack one thing. Ready? He went into this place, and the angel of the Lord showed up. New Testament Christian hasn't even been introduced to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. As far as I know. But we don't have scripture tell us that, oh, he was baptized with the Holy Spirit. So throw that out. Reading what the word says. And an angel of the Lord shows up and begins to have a conversation with him. And begins to direct him. And begins to tell him. Stop, right? We'll go there. Peter receives the revelation on the roof. God working both places at the same time because he can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants. And he's omnipresent, and we're not. <laughs> it's good. Ready? And he solidified the Gentiles receiving the Holy Spirit because of one man's intercession. God would have done it anyway, but someone was hungry for it. All right, I, I think we just read through certain things. We don't put it in context of, like, what it really happened. Because I read the story. I read the story a thousand times. I read it again the other day. And so here we go. So Acts 13, it says this, Acts 13, verses 2 and 3, and I'm just whipping through these. You can check them later. But the Holy Spirit spoke and separated. It says the Holy Spirit spoke and separated ministry. Fasting. What are we fasting for? We're fasting for angelic help. And we're fasting that God would separate ministry and give us direction and know where we're supposed to go and point us in the right direction. And the Holy Spirit will speak and give presbytery and all that stuff, right? Acts chapter 14, verse 23. Actually, 13, sorry. Verse 2. He spoke to separate and send again. Actually, I just read that, didn't I? Sorry. Acts 14, 23, prayed and fasted to appoint what? Leaders. I don't know. A lot of people just have a vote. That's not how the, that's not how the old church did it. The Holy Spirit separated leaders and put elders and people in position because they, pre they prayed and fasted. Not just, oh, this one gives a faithful giver, and he's here all the time. Huh? Wait a second. No, because that's how we do it. It's not how we do it. But that's how it's been modeled. I know, I'm getting into some technicals, right? But these are things that we need to wipe away, to like throw them away. Because the Lord wants to set up true apostolic church, true uh, flow of the Holy Spirit. How do you not, if you're not praying and fasting and connecting people into the right places and believing God to set people in the right place, what are we doing? Oh, come on. All right, keep going. Acts 27. Acts 27, we'll just finish that. And there's probably more. I just didn't dig them up. But Acts 27 is Paul, Paul's about to be shipwrecked. But he had an angelic visitation. And he was fasting. And the Lord said, you're going to be all right. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a real show. But I'm, I'm here. And, I'm, and no one's going to die. Right? Acts chapter 9 and verse 21. Okay, so Apra, here's the deal. Ready? The end of the day, and I'm going to wind it all down, and we're going to pray. 
You can help me, Tori, if you want. I'll drink water for a second. Everyone all right? Where are we going in 2022? I'll tell you where we're going. We're going to ascend and apprehend. How many want to ascend and to apprehend? I feel like the Lord gave me those two words. It's a year to apprehend. It's a year that we ascend. Jesus, right, the Bible said this, that Jesus, Acts chapter 1, verse 9, he was taken up, and he began, that was it. He left the earth, and then the bride begins to fast and pray, sets the church in order, right? God is wanting us to be in this place where he is, right? Where I am, that is where we want to be, where Jesus is, right? Ascension and apprehension of the new. The new is found in what? In everyone in this place, in the bride. The new is found in the bride. What? Wanting, waiting, and being willing. The new is found in the bride that is wanting, desiring, longing, waiting. Waiting is a way, is the way that we ascend and that we apprehend. Oh, the energy in this church is overwhelming me today. I mean, it's just rough. You guys, I love you. There is a place where God is bringing, and we have to be willing, willing to do anything that he says, anything he obeys. Ready? Here's the kicker, with joy. Because how many times do I do stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'll do it, Lord. And I'm kind of miserable about it. Not miserable, but I just do it out of, like, reaction. Like, how many times have you done something because the Lord just said do it? Like, I've done things grudgingly sometimes. Like, oh, I'll do it. Like, I'll never forget the time at the gas station. He's like, go in. I don't want to go in. Go in. I'm like, no. I'm arguing with the Lord at the gas pump. I don't need to go into the store. I go in. Fasting is this. Uh, I prayed for the Pakistani guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened when I went in. And he was ready. He wanted to be prayed for. Fasting is this. We long for the new wineskin. We long for the Lord to visit. We hunger for his clear voice. We desire for his fruit to manifest in our lives. We long for his power and the miraculous to come. We groan for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know, I never fasted and said, Lord, come, Lord Jesus, because that's the end of the book. The end of the book is crying and longing for the Lord to come back. It's the spirit of Jesus. And so God wants to do that for every one of us in this place. So 
coming into 2022, I want to believe the Lord to just, for an uptick in my desire and in my longing. Because really, right now, we're just going to release a supernatural hunger or longing in this place because there has to be that longing to want to ascend. I know we want to, oh yeah, I want to ascend, but if there's no longing inside of you, if there's no desire, how do you apprehend these things? (laughs) You can't apprehend them if you're not longing for them. If you're not thirsting for them. And God is wanting to pour out such a a fresh wind and a fresh oil and water that the waterfall that we prayed for at the beginning is outpouring that God wants to pour out deep desire for his fruit to manifest in my life that's let that be our prayer God I want the fruit That means love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control to rule me in such a way. It just rules me because I've been baptized. It all flows, we were talking about this last night, it all flows out of that one thing, love. Because if I am just baptized with that love, he just overtakes me and all the other stuff just falls out. Like, love is just so patient. Love is kind. I don't get jealous of my neighbor. As a matter of fact, I'm cheering my neighbor on because I love them so much. And so we need to ask the Lord for these things. And so I know we have one more service before the end of the year, but I just felt like we needed to prep for what the Lord wants to do in this next segment. And listen, when we come into this place of longing and desire, you will not shut up about Jesus. You will not be quiet about it. You, you, you won't, won't even have a label of evangelism. Everyone, everyone will just be sharing Christ everywhere. And I'm telling you, when you fall so in love with him that you're baptized with his love, that the fruit begins to pour out. Miracles just happen because you're walking in this realm of love and power and empowered by the grace of God to just do whatever he says to do. You're just ridiculously hearing his voice because when I'm in that place of perfect peace with him, look at me, with peace with God, peace with him, not with, not with the things that I want, We like it when we're getting all the things that we want, right? I mean, I've got holy desires that I'm happy when they're coming. But the Lord is wanting that to expand to an even greater place because that's never, that's not even enough. (laughs) I can't even convey this. It's not even enough to expand you and make you wide enough for what God wants to pour out in this hour. The longing of your heart has become the thing that dictates what you do, how you speak, where you go, what you're looking for, how you treat all the people around you, your husbands, wives, sisters, brothers, whoever. And I want us to just be in this place of longing for the Lord longing for him. Father, I desire 
that they who you've given me may be, be with me where I am and that they may behold my glory. When you begin to behold the glory of the Lord, God begins to pour out. Nothing can get in the way of what he's about to pour out because when you behold the glory, when you behold the very presence of who he is, the presence of the Father, the very activation of all of who he is, is before you. I'll never forget the, the vision I had of the glory of God. It was unfolding in a theater. It was just unfolding from the stage. And God's glory just began to unfold in peace and just expand and expand. And every time I looked at it, it grew bigger and wider. It was an unfolding of who he is. I can't even put words to what it even looked like. It started as an orb and it just opened, opened, opened. It wasn't the face of God. It was just the glory of God. And so he wants to just open those things up for us tonight so that we can expand ourselves within. If Listen, you don't have the capacity within yourself to love as, as Jesus loved. I promise you, you don't. I promise you, you don't. Even, even the best person in this room. There's a capacity that the Lord is calling us into in 2022 to go beyond realms that we ever understood, asked, or imagined. Like the, the wildest imagination of what he wants to do. Lift up your voices to him. God, we thank you for the longing and the desire. It's coming. It's coming. It's bubbling up even now. It's bubbling up inside of us even now. God, we ask that you just release... desire, Father, in this place that matches only your desire, your John 17 desire. Lord, we give you our heart. Our heart burns as a bride and for the bride. Just thank him. Just ask him. Just begin to ask him, God, expand me. Expand the longing in my heart. Lord, let me get my focus off of my needs, and I want to focus on your needs. (laughs) 
Lord, we thank you.